Welcome back to Fox in the Room, episode 8. I'm your host as always, Murray Barker. Thank you for tuning in. So welcome back, episode eight. Uh, ain't came up with a title yet. I've been gone for a while. Man, we closed 2022 out crazy. Um, I think I discussed uh, my cousin committed suicide earlier or earlier in the late part of the year. About three weeks after that, my uncle passed. So it's my godfather. So that was pretty tragic. And then my grandfather uh, passed away Christmas, the day after Christmas. And all of me, while I was in the process of moving homes, and so it just, I was back and forth up north where I'm from, and now I got a cold, so y'all gonna hear this, this cough drop flangling its way in my mouth, but just ignore that. Um, so, episode eight, uh, we left off, I was leaving Florida, gun charge, stopped and got my gun from the detective, hauled ass up out of there and was heading west, so uh, arrived in San Diego, to what would be my second ship. And man, as in true fashion, uh, show my ass. Made a lot of good friends there. Uh, shout out Deion Franklin, Yu Chang, Bruce Salazar, uh, my mentors, Danny Creo, Brandon Beck. I mean, just crazy crew. Um, but got to San Diego, got moved in and got situated, started working. And all of me while I was going through uh, marital problems at this time. So I'm trying to think how this all panned out. I ended up, we got there, went through workups, inspections, and then ended up getting slated to go on deployment on what was called a Carrot Cruise, which is a Southeast Asia cruise. This is Thailand, Saipan, all these crazy ports, Indonesia, all these ports that people, you know, talk about and you hear about. So I'm like, okay, cool. I get to see this side of the world. Um, finally and one day the captain at the time uh was just he assembled the crew and he was like hey i got some good news and he was like oh man what no, we ain't going on that deployment no more so you know everybody's happy applause break out because we think we finna spend uh what was that 20 was that 2013 around that time around yeah around 2013 around that time we thinking okay we finna spend you know 2013 summer in San Diego and party it up and be on these bikes, be down in PB, uh, you know, down in, in Mexico, we, we finna live it. And in the same breath, he was like, well, we're not going there, but we're going somewhere else. And he said, uh, we're going on a Southcom. So for those of you who don't know what a Southcom is, that is Panama, Colombia, Brazil, Guatemala, and you're going to do anti-drug activities, catching drug smugglers. So... I didn't know anything about either side of the world, so I was like, you know what, whatever. A lot of people seemed upset. I wasn't here nor there, and I just was like, okay, you know, I'm here for, for a good time, not a long time. I was getting ready to transfer to shore duty. So, man, we, we set out on this deployment. The wildest fucking seven months of my life. Like, the wildest. Uh, we still reference uh, being in Panama to this day. Um any of the real ones, you know, where you where you stayed at, um, 
you know, you know where it go down at, you know how it go down. We ain't even gonna divulge that duty free white Hennessy on deck all day, every day. Uh just I mean it's it's a grown man's Disneyland. Uh Panama, man, I've been there probably about about eighteen times. And so that was that was like man, that was a second home. For real. They they treat your boy good down there. Uh hit Columbia, Cartagena, the wall city. It turned up, turned all the way up to the max. Uh, hit Guatemala. Uh, where else did we go? We went a couple other places. Manzanillo, Mexico. These are places where people, tours don't even show up at. You know what I mean? Like, this is strictly Navy business, if, if you dig what I'm saying. So, man, seven months. <sighs> Cocaine and strippers, bro. Cocaine and strippers. Boat parties, hotel parties, pool parties, club parties, you name it. It it happened. It, it happened at some point in time down there. Uh, my boy recently, we was chopping it up on IG, and he, he told me, uh, he said, you, you know they watching you. You got a, a son down there. I said, man, you better stop playing with me. And shout out to my boy, Burrell. We was laughing. I was like, bro, hell no. Nah. Like, shh. man, that's so many years ago. Thank God we made it out of there alive because it was some nights and some situations where – Niggas went to jail, and we had to bribe the police to get out. So, you know, fun time. Uh, my homeboy, Art Angel, man, I'm talking about the crew. We just, man, we ran Panama. That deployment was, was lit. Uh, my homeboy, Brown, was down there with us. Uh, same deployment, I got qualified top watch, EL. So it was like, man, it, it was crazy. Uh, my other homeboy, BM2, at the time was the OD underway. So, you know, it's lit, and we both black. So it was, it was, it was cracking. It was it was legit, legit. So yeah, I mean, man, deployment was was off the chain. Um, man, same deployment. I put about thirty thousand gallons of water in the space. Had a five degree list on the ship in port in Panama. Man, went to mass. So by this time, I had orders and um, I was I was set to go to instructor duty up in Chicago Great Lakes. I'm gonna tell you right now, I it was nowhere that I'd rather not spend three years than Chicago. Like, I, I I hate that place. Like, still to this day, I mean, so Chicago is not a bad place, nor is Wisconsin, because I lived in Wisconsin once I got there. But the the command there, I, I just, I knew I didn't want to go. So I had tattooed my hands at this time, I, my fingers. I got portraits of my daughters on my hands, my son. So I go to Mass in Panama for this, this flooding incident, um, man. Hey, and if, if my boy Yu Chang listening, hey, we, to the grave, from cradle to the grave. But uh, we got blamed for some malfunctioning equipment and ended up having to go see the old man. So we go up, and uh, Captain tells me to my face, says, you know, I know you think that I'm going to bust your ass, right? You know, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and put you on restriction, and I'm going to have to report all of this, and, and that's going to cancel your orders to Chicago, huh? And I'm looking at him, and he was like, nah, I ain't going to do that shit because I know that you don't want to go. So the best punishment I could give you is to send your ass to Chicago to tell the kids what not to do. And, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much how my mask case went. Um, everything was dropped. Uh, finished up that deployment, wrapped it up. We caught about, I think it was $1.3 billion, $1.7 billion in drugs. Um and brought it back. It got put in an unmarked truck. 
and shipped off somewhere. I I say it's back in rotation. Me and the homeboys, we agree, it's definitely back in rotation somewhere in the streets, of San Diego, and all the way probably to Baltimore. You know what I mean? Like it, it's back in rotation. So uh, closed that deployment out, and we decommed the ship. Uh, took a drug deal with my top sniper at the time, and he was like, "Hey, I need you to stand duty for thirty days straight." I said, you didn't be saying duty for 30 days straight. What the fuck? And he was like, yeah, but if you do that, I'm going to let you phone muster for two months until you transfer. Nigga, you got a deal. So I instantly, we fresh out the point. I'm like, fuck it. I'm, I'm going to thug this shit out. 30 days of EDO on a decommission ship is probably one of the worst ideas you could ever have in your life. Um, <laughs> it's so bad. I vaguely remember like the days individually because I, I literally spent my time at ass steering sleep on a bale, on a bale of rags in a gang's cage at the time if i wasn't chasing casualties or answering phone calls or letting people steal shit from the ship because we was decomming whatever so uh boom all of that time goes by i go out to or go up to go check out with the old man um time to transfer all right so i'm like okay cool i'm gonna take my two weeks at the crib boom, i'm gonna shake up to chicago and start this this little bit I got to do up here for three years. So check out the CEO, man. He reiterates. He's like, man, I know you thought I was gonna bust your ass, but nah, fuck no. I want you to I want you to go up there and tell them kids what not to do. And he was like, you a good dude. You you gonna be all right. And I was like, you know what? <sighs> all right, sir. I got it. I'm a you know I'm, I'm gonna go. And he was like, okay, but one word of advice. And I was like, well, what is it? He told me he said, uh, don't go up there and fuck them little girls. So me straight face. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, just trust me. Check out Master G. Master G, give me the spill. Hey, go handle your business. Do what you got to do. Come back to the fleet. You know, we ready to get you back. He's like, hey, but hey, don't fuck them little girls. I'm like, what is there everybody on? What do y'all take me for? A wolf in sheep's clothing? So uh, take my two weeks trying to resolve my marriage at this time. It didn't end up panning out. Uh, she ended up staying. I ended up leaving go to Chicago and uh, got there and I remember when I checked in I was like look bro like how can I get out of here I need a 1306 which is basically a request shit or whatever to get back to sea duty like I don't belong ashore I'm ready to hit me a deployment you can send me to Japan send me wherever you want I don't care marriage failed send me back to sea I'm ready to go on deployment so rewind a little bit uh, <laughs> I'm getting dropped off to the airport because I had shipped my C-10 uh, what was that? A 72C10. Clean as a motherfucker. So I shipped it. Boom. Uh, mom's dropping me off at the airport. So she on the curb. She's like, damn, I can't believe you're leaving again. And I'm like, yeah, you know, got to go do this bit. So mom's like, man, you know, have fun. Be safe. Let me know when you land. I'm saying mom's spill. And then she looked me in my eyes and she said, Scooter, don't go up there and fuck them little girls. This is the third time I'm hearing this shit. I'm like, what are y'all on? What do y'all take me as? Like some fiend? Like some, some pimp? Some player? Like what is this? But, yeah, so after I got there, I'm like, hey, bro, how do I get out of here? And they're like, nah, you can't. You're not leaving. And I'm like, I'm not leaving. What you mean? So after about a month of protesting, they assigned me. I ended up <laughs> crazy shit. I ended up getting assigned to the barracks. And I'm like, okay, well, if y'all going to put me in the barracks, at least put me with the engineers because I got to be with the people that I know. Like, I don't want to be with the different rates, uh, you know, jobs. I don't want to be with the people who deal with guns or, you know, the missile guys or none of that. The electronic text. No, no, no. I, I, I fuck with my people. So send me to my people because we speak the same language. So 
they ended up putting me in a barracks with uh with the same people. And so, you know, running that, that was crazy. Craziest time of my life. Met some of my best friends. Um Billy, man, and them. Uh just I'm talking about some of my best friends that in my life, like we we was in charge of this barracks and it was it was crazy. It had, I think we had like over five hundred students in there at one time and just Messing with kids who was going to the fleet, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, y'all getting ready to go. Y'all kind of where I started. So it was, it was a real neat, unique situation to see. But, man, lo and behold, I get there maybe like two months later. I find out I picked up E6. Now, mind you, this is the first time up. This is 10%. And I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, damn. So at this point, I, I didn't damn near like, cry because I'm like how the fuck did this happen in five years like, I just hit my my five-year mark coming off a of sea going ashore rate locked up I'm told you know you're not going to advance the rate is, is is tight don't don't expect and man I, I made it so around this time uh man I pick up first and I get assigned to what's called a, a sexual assault class like, I'm supposed to give sexual assault training it's cool take this very serious near and dear to my heart still to this day so um going to this class, my homeboy, mind you, chucks the golf from my first ship out in Florida is up here. So we we kicking and hanging hard, maybe too hard, because we, we going a little bit too hard. So uh we in the class or whatever, and um I met the woman who would eventually mother be the mother of my two children, Taylor and Murray. And so um we started kicking it and hanging out. We was cool and friends and stuff. And then, like, a couple months later, she ended up getting pregnant. It was like, okay, well, cool. Like, I ain't I ain't worried about it. Like, I ain't going to shake. I hadn't seen my oldest daughter. I'm going through this brutal, nasty custody battle. So I'm like, okay, I mean, you're pregnant, whatever. Like, you know, uh, we're going to figure it out. Like, don't even trip. Like, I'm not I'm not pressed about it. So, boom. Out comes my, my middle baby, Taylor. And, um, man, it, everything was straight. Shit was good. Uh... And then we decided we was going to work shit out and figure it out and be together. So we worked that out. And then, man, I don't, it seemed like like it was back to back. But then Murray was on his way. And mind you, we still on shore duty. And I'm like, bro, well, that's cool. I, you know, I'm trying to get the fuck out the Navy, though, because I've been going to college at this point. Because, mind you, the whole time I'm on shore duty, they fucking me. And they fucking me good because I'm assigned to be an instructor by the reading of my orders well it's somebody's bright idea to use me as an auxiliary security force aka go work with the police love the cops love my boys matt bannock i mean all of them like love them near and dear to my heart always will fuck with them um blackburn all them dudes bro thurston i'm talking about standout guys like bro i, I fuck with them it's crazy as white boys but i fuck with them but I ended up getting assigned to uh, to them, like on some on some pimping hoe type shit for real, because I was literally standing more watch on shore duty than I was on the ship, and I was like, bro, this is crazy. Like I'm standing 14 days of duty every month with y'all, and I wasn't even doing this on the fucking ship, and it's negative 30 out here. So how the fuck does this work out? Like, and I was supposed to be on shore duty. So me being me, uh, pff, always gonna figure a way out, always. I enroll in college, and I'm like, yeah, fuck them. I'm about to get out. I'm about to get my degree, and I'm going to get out. Lo and behold, fuck around, and, you know, one day I'm walking into my advisor's office, and she's like, hey, did you apply for graduation? I'm like, whoo, you don't say. It's about that time. 
And so, man, I ended up getting my associate's degree. Meanwhile, custody battle still going on. Shit is brutal. It is. I'm talking about utterly despicable because the county I'm from is taxing my ass. I didn't get hit with alimony and child support in the amount of like $1,600 a month. I'm like, bro, like, what? The cost of living out there ain't even that fucking much. Like, what are y'all talking about? But I had this asshole judge. Um, boy, he's a commissioner. Yeah, I don't even think he a judge still. Uh, McKnight. Shout out to that bitch ass nigga for real. <clears throat> Put me in the hole 17,000. They took my driver's license, took my passport. So at this point, I'm like, go back home and do what? Because I got a couple options on the table that might not be all the way legal, but it's going to give me some money. So uh, I talked to my mom, chopped it up with her, consulted with my closest advisors, uh, my cousin Jeremy, my mom. And I was like, all right, cool. I think I'm going to stay. So talked to uh, the babes, they mom, and I was like, well, what's up? Where are you trying to go? She's like, well, I'm trying to go to Japan. Man, I've been trying to go to Japan since 2008. Like, I'm all, I'm on board. Like, shit, just let me know. I'm going to pick my orders now. So I re-enlist for two years. This is the most ruthless re-enlistment I've ever seen or done myself. So my LT gives me the oath. They discharge me. And she's like, anything you want to say? like yeah fuck the navy like this is not i don't like this shit like i do this shit because i have to not because i want to and surprisingly i'm really fucking good at it but that's nor here nor there just go ahead you know swear me back in i'm gonna get back to my two years and then get the fuck out wrap that shit up um i'm thinking okay let's call my detailer which ended up being my homeboy later on and I'm like, hey, what you got on, on the plate for me? Where are you going to let me go? And he like, shit, I'll let you pick. You want to go to Japan? Like, you pick any platform, any ship. I don't, I don't care. Just where you want to go. So true GSM tradition, I'm like, hey, which one of these motherfuckers got the school? So he like, this one. So I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to take DDG-89. I'm going I'm to go ahead and rock with that. I ain't never been on the DDG. They say they integrated, so I'm going to shake. Boom. So this is is it's a catch twenty two to this because yeah I want to go to school, but the school is in Chicago so that means I gotta stay in Chicago like an additional fucking seven months, and I'm like fuck. So uh, fam they get their shit together they shake they bounce over to uh to Japan we send moms over there moms go and help get them situated over there so I can start school so boom school starting I'm in there. Mind you, I'm going to college at the same time I'm in school because I'm still not done with college. Like, first of all, I'm hitting a straight lick off of, off the Navy. So if you listen and pay attention, what you do is you utilize tuition assistance. Same time you're doing tuition assistance, go apply for FAFSA. What happens is FAFSA pays your school first, tuition assistance pays second. Then they cut you a check to direct deposit the money back into your fucking account. I was making $1,600 every fucking eight weeks just off going to school. And I was drawing fucking A's and B's. I'm like, this don't get no better. Like, y'all literally are paying me to go to school. But y'all won't give me no SRB, so I'm going to keep taking y'all fucking money. Fuck y'all. So, a little trick of the trade. You got any questions, hit me up, and I'll run that shit down for you. Run it back to you again. Uh, man, seven-month school. I'm living with my homeboy, Matt, at the time. It's me, Matt, Bannock, and... Um, they girls, which ended up becoming their wives, which is really, really cool. I got to see everybody's, like, relationship, like, pretty much start from the ground up and just flourish. And so living out in Wisconsin, out in Kenosha, 
man, I got to do and see so many things. I, that legit was my family away from my family. I did more with them dudes than I than I could tell you. Um, we used to go to Goodwill on Sundays and then go to the farmer's market and get corn and shit and cook as a family at home on Sundays and sit down and eat at the table. Uh, we bounced at this bar for a fuck couple months. We just bounced. We was getting like 75, 100 a night. Just bounced and checking IDs, which that shit was cool as fuck. Like, and we used to get to drink for free afterwards after they closed. Crazy shit I think that ever happened that whole time. During that time of bouncing, man, me and Matt ended up catching this dude who was trying to abduct this little girl. It's like some weird shit. Like, we was outside smoking. And so we hear this lady, like, screaming. And we get across the street. And she's, like, got this man by the shirt. And he's, like, shirt's torn up and shit. And we're like, what the fuck going on? So Matt flashed his badge. And, like, I grabbed the dude. We sit him down. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And the lady like, oh, he tried to kidnap my daughter. He was going to abduct her. And we looking at each other like, what the fuck? So the dude is looking at me like, I'm sorry. I promise I won't do it again. Bro, what the fuck? So we ended up uh, calling the cops. They came. Come to find out old boy had like just got out of jail for like rape and child molestation, some crazy shit. So man, me and Matt, I, I, man, me and Matt was looking at each other like, what the fuck? They found rope and tape and shit in this dude's car in the back in the trunk and shit. It was, it was, it was off the fucking chain. Thank God we never got subpoenaed to go to court and no shit. But that shit was crazy. But all good things come to an end, and so. Um, Man, it was time to transfer, and I had to make that drive in, in the car that I was in all the way back from Wisconsin, Kenosha, Wisconsin, back down to Bakersfield because that's where I was dropping the car off at. So I ended up, uh, my mom called me like last minute, I want to say like day two before I uh, was getting ready to go, and she was like, hey, Scooter, you know, you got time to stop down in Texas. And I'm like, ma. No, I mean, I wasn't planning on going that way. I was going to Colorado. I wanted to sit in the mountains and look at snow and hang hang out. And, and I just wanted to, you know, take a fucking trip for once. And so she, uh, she was like, nah, your cousin needs you, which uh, ironically is the cousin who committed suicide last year. She said she needs you and uh, the family needs you to go down there and go get her. So I was like, all right, bet. Like, easy day. You ain't got to say nothing else. So I drive straight from Kenosha. Boy, I made it all the way to Arlington, Dallas, or Arlington, Texas, and I was like, what the fuck? So, stayed there, kicked it, met up with one of my homeboys I know from back in the day, and got back on the road, and I think I went, man, I think that shit was like LeBuck or something. It was like out in the middle of fucking nowhere. It was chickens running across the street when I pulled up. So, I snatched my cousin up and was like, get your stuff, you know, we about to roll. So she's like, cool, she's happy to see me. You know, we used to kick it when we was kids and shit a lot, a lot. Like, we spent a lot of time together as kids. So I was like, man, that's easy. Let's just, we finna shake, grab your daughter, get your stuff, you know, and we finna, we finna head home. And I was like, I'm finna get us home in like a day and a half, but y'all gotta sleep in the car because I'm, I'm on some grimy thug shit. Like, I'm ready to get home. So uh, we, we pushed through, man, lightning, thunder hailstorms and ended up pulling up in Bakersfield or whatever made it safe and uh man that was that that was that was literally one hell of a roach so uh man once we had got home shit that was pretty much the end of that like bro shore duty was over thank god like three years went pretty quick but they went slow but I was like cool I'm gonna go back to a ship that's active 
back in my raid, back in my field of work. Finna, I'm finna get to it. And then, you know, I'm a shake. Once it's time to get discharged, I'm, I'm the fuck up out of here. Peace out. Thank you for what y'all did. Thank y'all for y'all service. But I, I'm going to have to vacate the fucking building. I'm going to leave the, the circus to the clowns. But, uh, you know, I have to run that down to y'all next time on the next episode. So stay tuned for episode nine. Subscribe if you haven't. We're going to talk about Japan and all the many, many fucking crazy things that I've seen and done and how hard that shit was and how I ended up eventually declaring myself a lifer in the Navy. Um, but as the plot thickens, as the plot thickens, because there's a lot of other things that happen in between then and now. So, you know, hit that subscribe button and uh, feel free to leave a comment, man. I appreciate y'all tuning in. Y'all be easy.